Alright, so just moving on to chapter part four, which is headed windows of opportunity. And the first part of that is about the family crucible. So just to give a bit of definitional background, family is our first school for emotional learning. We learn how to feel about ourselves and how others will react to our feelings, how to think about these feelings and what choices we have in reacting, how to read and express our hopes and fears. So there's a brief story on page 189 about Carl and, about, sorry, about Carl and Anne and their daughter Leslie, who's only five. Leslie's playing a video game at the time, and you've got Carl shouting in one ear to do one thing, and Leslie, the mother, shouting in another ear to do another thing. It leads to actually Carl and Anne squabbling over the top of Leslie, and Leslie ends up crying her eyes out because she can hear her parents squabble. She's only five years old, poor girl. Um, And the painful message was that neither her parents or anyone else cared about Leslie's feelings. And I can remember, just from, because we like to obviously relate stories and examples from the books to our own personal lives, I can remember from um, my own personal experience when I was younger, just like my mum and dad arguing, and I remember just feeling really down and upset about it, and like, but at the time, they're not caring about how I'm feeling, and obviously I'm so young, I can't really express how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. but I I think I've given this example in one of our um, previous seasons anyway, where I think at the age of 12 or 13 one day, um... Maybe 11 or 12, I can't remember. Let's just say 6, because I'm going to say I cried. So let's just say I'm 6. No, no, I wasn't really. <laughs> but I was on the way for football, and I think it was going, me and my dad was in the van, going to pick up my cousin. I remember, like, I think, just before we left house, my mum and dad had a big argument again. And um, and I was just silent in the car, and he goes, oh, what's, you know, I was like, what's up, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just silent, he's silent. He goes, oh, like, he goes, um, is it me and mum? And then, like, I think I just burst out crying. It's like, oh, and I, felt, I think he felt, it was the first time he ever felt bad, because usually when they would argue, I'm revealing their business right now. This yeah. is back in the day anyway. Like, it would always end in, like, my dad storming at the house, slamming the door, and then, like... Stonewalling. Stonewalling, yeah, slamming the door and going about his business. I don't know what he meant to mm. do, but... Okay, trap out on the roadside, but I don't know what he's going to do. But anyway, but this time, obviously, because we left house, we going football, and I used to always hate my dad when he was in an angry mood, because he was a different type of person that he didn't really want to be around and stuff like just be aggressive not necessarily with you but you knew about of road rage might occur mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so I just remember like, cry- like I was crying and he just like oh like and he actually felt bad that's the first time I ever said normally because he storms out this time he seen me I think he saw how it affected me mm-hmm. I remember I think like I think soon after that's when they kind of broke up but they just realised it couldn't go on because it was the effect it was having on me I think my point is what's what's has, have you guys experienced anything like this where it doesn't have to be a parents, it could be siblings, it could be uncles or aunts, where you've been in a situation, it could be friends, where you've been in a situation where, and once, twice, on numerous occasions, where you felt things are affecting or troubling you, and you felt like the two, like the people around you involved actually don't give two Fs about your feelings. I can relate it back to my parents, um, same, similar sort of thing. I mean, they're still together now, so it's not a case of where mm. they, they broke up or anything, but I just recall a memory sprang to mind as you was giving your example yeah was obviously they, they've argued many times over the years mm. but I must have been I don't know I can't I can't give a specific age I could say about four or five possibly but I remember them arguing like it was a proper argument they was going at it beef team and I must have it, it must have got to me because I've, I've got up and said stop fighting yeah and obviously do you remember that, how old you was yeah so I mean I must have been about four or five I was, oh, I wow. was really young yeah, yeah, I was yeah. really young but I remember them both consoling me 
saying that they're not fighting because I, I assumed they were fighting like kicking yeah. punching obviously they wasn't but I'm like stop fighting kind of thing it's like no we're not fighting we're just arguing we're not having a disagreement and they was kind of explaining the difference to me and kind of like calming me down because obviously I, I got upset yeah. I was crying or whatever whatnot. but um, yeah no, I definitely can, can, can relate to that situation mm-hmm. but I never felt that they didn't care about me but I know in that moment I didn't feel the love that I'd normally been experiencing and I thought this was I don't like this I definitely felt I don't like this I'm seeing my mum angry I'm seeing my dad angry and they're going at each other so it was, it was very much a, a stop it I can't think of one situation one specific situation but I think like our stories are very similar and we're talking about our parents arguing and stuff like that and what came from certainly what you said which was no different from what you said but it made me think about it with the example you gave is that may sound wrong but we're actually secondary in what is actually taking place so although obviously they do care about you and stuff like that you're, you're like, in the moment you're secondary yeah you're secondary so mm-hmm. they have no time to really console you or have those conversations mm-hmm. um, because of well many different reasons as such and because yeah, of in that, the moment yeah and because of that obviously you then become I don't say you become collateral, collateral yeah. damage yeah. which yeah. is very yeah. unfortunate but that is the case yeah. and I'll say that happened a lot within my childhood certainly because mm-hmm. there was a lot of arguing under my roof for yeah. many years until at least 15, 16 I don't know what age your dad left, left from yeah, maybe like 30 yeah think, so at least 15, 16 you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so yeah at least 15, 16 from what I remember yeah. so it was just non it was like just non-stop noise like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying but how did that make you feel did, were you one of those people that could just brush it aside and nah not after one no because yeah because yeah, it's, 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 energy remains in the house yeah. Mark is going yeah, exactly right? you'll go yeah. out and just come back come back at yeah. some point yeah. you can but, feel it yeah, yeah you can I, feel it you can feel it you and can I, definitely I, feel it there's definitely yeah I mean I didn't I've never been honest I didn't enjoy joy being at home because yeah. I knew what was there yeah. you know that energy that was an undercurrent of yeah, it's palpable. I said, yeah. you can tell when it's palpable when someone comes in the house and it's almost like calm and someone steps into the house and it's like, oh. yeah. it's just on edge. It's like, yeah. it it's can like, go off at any second. I remember like, there was a point where my dad went on a holiday and I was like, and mm, yeah, he needed to leave actually. I remember he went on holiday and I was like, Gee, please, for three weeks. <laughs> please, for three weeks. Yeah. And it's funny because when he actually finally left the house, like, I was cool with him, like, no mm. issues with him, like, energy, the energy we had, no problem. Yeah. Wasn't a problem. When everyone was in the same house? Yeah, it's a lot. Problems. Problems. Mm. But, yeah. You raised some good points there, Pete. One of them was about um, us being collateral, collateral damage almost. Mm. And it almost, what, what actually the book goes on on page 190 is, it suggests that there is now hard data which shows that having emotionally intelligent parents is in itself an enormous benefit to a child. Mm-hmm. Some research by Carol Hoover and John Gottman at the University of Washington found that couples who were emotionally competent were also the most effective in helping their children with ups and downs. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so from their research, they discovered three most common emotional inept parenting styles. I read this one. Yeah, the first one, ignoring feelings altogether. So, um, yeah, so basically, they see that the child's emotional upset is trivial and should wait for it to blow over. So it's almost like, in our scenarios, it, they didn't even see us. They yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. that it was... Oblivious. See that it was trivial, should wait for it to blow over. The second was being too laissez-faire. So you guys in the film of the yeah, time, laissez-faire. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Parents know it's a child's feeling, but the child is free to lash out, do what they want. 
they fail to show their child alternative emotional response um, response and will often bribe their child to stop being angry. I've seen these people in the supermarkets before. Oh, did you want to make a comment? Yeah, I did. Like, you know, it's, I thought about this today. And I had Steve, this... come here, Steve. Come here, I'll give you some toffee crisp. I, I, have, I have these thoughts all the time. I don't know if because we're getting older and obviously we're getting mm. closer to fatherhood. Well, none of us mm. are. Anyway, we're getting closer to those to that time in our life anyway. Yeah. And I think to myself, is there anything I'd change in regards to... hundreds of things I would change, but would my attitude be very similar as to... It would might actually be very, very similar in terms of a hard upbringing. And at the moment, although I would like to say, yes, it would be a little bit different, part of me says no. As in, there needs to be... Um, Boundaries. Yeah, and some, sometimes I, I look around me and I see, what? Today, right, this has... I don't know if... But I wish, I'm, there are better examples, but today, I was driving along and I saw a kid, he must have been like three, walking towards the zebra cross, and I was like, where are this boy's parents? Yeah. The parents were like five years, ten years behind, and I was like, she, I just nodded my head. I thought, and the dad's like, eh, and I was like, smiling. What's he smiling at? But anyone else would have, like, unfortunately, went across the zebra crossing, and your child had no idea of left, right, mm. and what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, I personally wouldn't have given him that type of distance. The kid was, anyway, like, yeah. So I, I mean, I think I would have a stronger, um, I, I don't know, I think a stronger arm, or I don't know what the phrase is, such, but I, I like to believe our premiums would be very similar, but maybe be a bit more aware of how emotionally in tune also my child is. Mm-hmm. So, the third point, did you want to comment, French? Um, no, no, okay. I'll, I'll do it, please. Sorry. Okay, the third, so that was point, that was the second point from the research of inept parenting styles. The third inept parenting style they, they, parenting style they discovered was being contemptuous, so showing no respect for how the child feels. Such parents are typically disapproving harsh in criticism and punishment. For some reason, it's much of you, Pete, but anyway. And they shout back at the I'm child. I'm glad you said that, actually. Because yeah. I was actually thinking about that. Um, do you want to continue, or do we just... No, I was going to say, which type of parenting ever applied to any of you guys, if any of these three that I just mentioned? Um, say the last one again. Being contemptuous, so showing no respect for the, how the child feels. Such parents are typically disapproving. I don't think you would have been raised like this. I don't know why. Mm. But such parents are typically disapproving, harsh in criticism and in punishment. And they shout back at their child. Um, maybe the latter, might be a mix. I think a mix. Yeah, For me, it's definitely a mix. Yeah. I don't think there's one specific because even that last one you said, yeah, like I wasn't harshly criticised, yeah. but I was definitely shouted back at, and yeah. I did receive. Obviously, it doesn't say in their beating and stuff, but mm. there was a lot of. I'm right, you're wrong. I don't care about what you, how you feel about it. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not going to say there was a lack of feelings, but there wasn't a... I always used to have the argument with my parents of, like, let me tell you how I feel about it. Mm. But it was almost like, yeah, we don't care. We don't, yeah. you're, what you've got to say is irrelevant. We're the parents, you're yeah, the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a, and that's affected me in terms of... I don't like talking. I don't... I, I genuinely don't like talking. And there's a lot of that comes from when I used to want to get my point across, it was never taken on board. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm just going to talk them. And that's a good point, man. That's that's the that's part, that's a big part of the way I am, the way I am. So. See, I would 100% agree with everything you said. Um, in terms of being raised, I think very, very similar. Mm. Um, yeah, there's no need for me to go too deep, because it's pretty much very similar. Anyway. Mm-hmm. In terms of like not talking, I think I was, again, very similar. But I think I, well, you wanted to talk as well. But I think I've got to a point where I enjoy talking, which is obviously just two different phases or, or attitudes or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, just the way we adopt 
um, the way we were brought up and stuff like that. Um, again, like in looking towards maybe a future self, like looking towards the future of myself, yeah. there's parts of it that I wouldn't really change. I mean, obviously, I can't be too direct and stuff like that, but there was a sense of realism in terms of what was going on there because truth be told, sometimes your parents literally just kind of offload what's going on outside onto you, unfortunately. And mm. I think sometimes you need to give, whether it's your child or whoever, like a sense of realism, you know? So yeah, you can tell me how you feel. In fact, that's great. Mm. But actually, I'm going to give you a dose of realism and tell you actually mm. what is going to happen. Yeah. Because you don't have, I mean, you have a choice, but you don't have a choice. Yeah. All right? Because I'm the adult, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I will, no, I and I will, I and I will definitely point. allow a guided discovery because yeah. I'm by this. Because I've done traveling and stuff like that. I promise you, like the stuff that you see on TV, my wife and kids, all them madness, then things will happen. You can sleep in the garden in winter. I've got, I'm, I'm, you think it sounds crazy. No, it doesn't sound crazy. I I'm, am down. Yeah. You will go to Ghana for like, I will drop, like, whether your partner's going to be down yeah. for that type of stuff, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. But actually, it's very similar to, I don't want to say animals, you've heard these things before where, um, um, you let your child go out as such, and if they return, they return. They yeah. don't, they don't. Like, unfortunately, this is a part of growing up, and then, and when you finally become an adult, you're going to have to learn these harsh realities. And I'd like to believe you've learned these realities alongside me, mm -hmm. when able to actually guide you and help you and provide you with some answers and stuff like that, rather than when you go out into the, the cold world, because it is a very cold world, mm -hmm. you learn these realities, and you, you learn these harsh realities, and there are punishments. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I wouldn't... I wouldn't say on everything. Obviously, I think I think we've had this discussion in regards to parenting as well. Like every generation, it's softer. And I believe it becomes softer. softer. But I do. It does become softer. But I also think you you try and take the best parts of what your parents gave you, and also take away the worst parts. What you feel was the worst parts, which then makes your parenting slightly different to what theirs are. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I don't, I can't say it levels out because I'm not a parent yet, so I, I've yet to experience how how that goes. But in terms of, okay, for example, I will still give. I'm. I was. I will still give my child boundaries and 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 be not to say a firm hand, but when I do talk, you need to respect it and you need to listen. But at the same time, I'm also gonna give them the opportunity to talk and tell them tell me how they feel rather than not hear what they have to say at all. Yeah, I think that's that would be well. a diff. That would be a difference for me though, because yeah. I've experienced being in that situation and not having my voice heard. Because we was raised up on the on the thing of be seen and not heard, and that's how I, I don't know how it was in your household, but I know a lot of Caribbean households. That's what it was a case of when you're you, you're pitney, be seen and not heard, and that's <laughs> it. Whereas I think that's the, which uh, to a degree I understand where it comes from, but it's not necessarily. I thought it's not necessarily always Duncan Hines the most the right yeah, way of approaching. Walking around in that film, a quiet place, boy. Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. It was it was like that at my grandma's. I yeah. used to go with grandma's. Like, stop your ass and jumping up and down. That's what used to get. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. My point being though, there, there's going to be differences on how you bring up your child. It's not going to be, and it's going to be a different world as well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A completely different. It's world. a different world now, bro. When exactly. I see all the kids in the television, I'm like, see, but even then, see, see, stuff like that actually give me great reason to believe. Actually, well, I'm not saying the um, the method my parents raised me was correct then, but it might be very poignant today. No, of course, I think you've got to have a. 
you've got to have pillars. You've got to have pillars in terms of how we was brought up. There's certain pillars that I think we will all take from how our parents raised us and bring it to our our children. But there's certain things that we also thought, okay, that may have been deemed a bit harsh or that may have been okay in those days, but it's 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 just wrong to do that now. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your opinions are on on beating. No, it's, it's our comma. <laughs> it was, all but right, you're on. gonna jump in. All right, sorry. No, no, because the reason why I say that is, um, oh, please don't tell me I've lost it because that's the last gonna laugh. <laughs> that's why. That's why you should it's cut because, people. No, it's because actually, like, we're, I could be wrong and just blanketing some of the bad kids I've seen, but well, you'd say kids have got worse by and large. In fact, no, I'm bringing it, they have. Right. <laughs> well, you guys have both worked in some yeah, places. You, you've seen it first time. Yeah, right? I think the respect levels are totally when, down. Yeah. So from when you was actually as a, in school as a student to when you was in school as a teacher? or These kids are wilding, man. But then I say that, but like, I remember man's school was wild, bro. Like secondary school, man's school was wild. Like I went, I went to a school, I'm just not going to put it out there, but I went to a school um, in Richmond. And yeah, it, it yeah at a point it nearly got closed down because it was that wild though. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we left at that point, but it, it managed to stay open, and um, it's totally changed around now. But I'm just trying to recall like even some of the stuff that we was doing till things that you are doing now. It's not much changed like in terms of the activities, but in terms of general respect level, I think it's definitely gone down cool so that's kind of where I'm going and if we, we've all pretty much said that the parenting levels not that they've gone not, that's wrong the parenting levels haven't gone down but we've become softer. a bit softer yeah. what I'm saying is how about let's take it up a notch and go back <laughs> throw bring back, back the cane and bring back, back the cane throw back. and go back a little bit and hopefully it'll bring about you don't have to go back you just send them abroad <laughs> yeah you could anyway I'll make sure things that I would like to do in here but I'll don't want to be your youth boy no, my kid don't want to be my you. So those are the three main types mentioned, but there's actually a fourth type. And the fourth type are those who seize the opportunity to get out to, to the root of what is upsetting, upsetting the child and try to find positive ways to soothe their feelings. To be effective at this, parents must have a good, gra- sorry, a good grasp of... of something's gone wrong in my notes, but anyway, a good right. grasp of emotional intelligence. Research shows that those children with parents who understand the importance of emotional intelligence are, sm- are most likely to be more popular and better liked by their peers and are seen by teachers more socially skilled. So that's, the, that's children. Yeah? Yeah. Parents and teachers alike rate these children as having fewer behavioural problems such as rudeness and aggression. I Right, that last point, I'm not sure because what's your thoughts on this? My personal thoughts is... I was raised. I wasn't raised in this this fourth type of way where they they soothe my feelings and touch my. Feelings. I was raised a mixture of the first three, but not the second one. More harsh in criticism, punishment, and got yelled at, and um, you know my emotions were kind of almost seen as trivial. Your child, what do you know? Mm-hmm. Yet I do feel like I've grown up with a certain amount of respect, um, and didn't have behavioural problems. Maybe slightly rude, but not aggressive at school and stuff like that. So, what's your thoughts? I, I, my parents would probably say. Actually, they gave me the upbringing to install manners in me because that was one big thing. Manners, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're representing me when you're on the road, so yeah, all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, so what's yeah. you guys' thoughts? I know that we didn't have the fourth type of upbringing, but do you agree that with with what the thoughts are in this book about 
if you had this fourth time of upbringing, actually you've got fewer behavioural problems and rudeness. Me and you went to the same school, Pete. You don't have any problems, from what I remember, with behavioural issues and stuff like that. And would you say that's because of the household you were raised and the way you were raised? Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it has everything to do the way you were raised. I mean, I think... Sorry, I was just thinking about some of the kids that I've known in schools because some of their parents are kind of no-nonsense too. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm sure they're raising them right in terms of... In fact, they, are, they do have good manners. But mm. because a lot of the stuff that we spoke about in our homes took place, and maybe on, and in some cases on a worse on a worse scale, they've come into school and they've got no place to really vent, or they've had no place to vent because they can't even talk to their parents about that type of stuff. They're not allowed a voice. They, can't, they don't have a voice. Mm. So they come to school and they, like, they let off all that steam there. Unfortunately, um, did you say would have been would it would I have been better? No. What I'm saying is, this what, essentially what the book said from this research is the fourth type of parenting seems to be in the best route to prevent you having behavioural and emotional problems at school with rudeness and aggression and just the way you were raised and, and more likely to succeed in life and so on and so forth. But what I'm saying is, I actually dispute that. Yeah, you would. We would dispute that because we wasn't raised like that, and, mm-hmm. it, and we're we're in good positions and that. Yeah. So, it's inevitable we're going to dispute that. I think I think there's a balance to how much of a voice you give your child. I understand where the point's being made. Yes, yeah, so I, I could. I could. I would look at that and say, well, that's the model parenting style. That's mm-hmm. that's what you should. You would you would give a parent a book about and say this if you want to be the perfect parent. This is how you go about doing it, but with the mix of the other three, we're we're almost like the results of those those parenting styles. And as far as I'm concerned, we're great citizens. Like mm-hmm. whether it's of the local borough, area, country, mm-hmm. representation of our culture and race, mm-hmm. we, we we do well. So, um, yeah, I agree with your point. I don't think that fourth. Uh, type of parent is the the elite kind of parent it also as well it can also depend on your upbringing because I know the way I was raised my dad specifically said I want my boys to be raised with respect but also have street smarts as well oh, okay because of the upbringing that we was in we we, was grow, we grew up in Shepherd's Bush and the time that we was growing up in it was as I said it was pre-Westfield it wasn't <laughs> you had to have street smarts about you just to go from from my house to get to my primary school I used to be walking through crackheads and drunks in the morning like you couldn't just be do you know what I mean you could you, you couldn't you had to have your wits about you mm-hmm. like one way or another so I'm not going to say my dad just sent us out into the streets to just be roaming but there was an essence of certain things that he put in place which made me the man I am today mm-hmm. that I think if the parents that was slightly different I would have possibly missed a lot of that or not had those kind of tools to use yeah so almost because that fourth type of parenting and I'm obviously I'm just making a subject it's almost like you're cuddled and you know you're slowly yeah. protected and yeah very much so very much so how it seems and and I'm not saying there's no right or wrong I don't and I think that was probably the, the first question I was going to ask initially was is there a right or wrong way to raise a child? But I don't. There is and there isn't at the same time. Again, it depends on your circumstances and where you are and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Right, cool. Uh, moving on slightly to page one nine six, how to raise a bully. So much can be learned from the life from the lifelong effects of emotional emotionally inept parenting, particularly its role in making children aggressive. A study of eight hundred and seventy children from New York who were followed from eight to thirty, that's years of age, showed those who were most belligerent were most likely to have dropped out of school and get and have a criminal record by the age of thirty. These children are raised with relentless severity by their parents, a pattern which seems to follow from generation to generation. The parents would apparently reflect the mood of how they felt onto the child. Um, yeah, I've actually... Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Again, like, it's a cold world out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with, with what goes on in your daily your daily routine like you're with your child often, more often than not you're going to be with your child or certainly you're going to be with them when they go home from school and stuff like that if you've had a bad day at work then unfortunately that's what you're going to that's the type of energy you're going to bestow onto your child and mm-hmm. it might not be it doesn't have that, to be though no it doesn't have to be but it's it's likely because yeah it's, it's more likely like, well, I think it's more likely if I don't want to say if you're not emotionally intelligent but I just don't think it's more likely if you're not aware of the effect that your your mood and your behaviour is going to have on your child. Like if you if you if you've come out if you've had a long day at work and you know it's been a shit day blah mm-hmm. blah blah whatever or not. If you're aware that if you bring the same energy into this house, it's going to affect your child. You're going to be your. I would think that you'd be like, okay, let me not bring this energy into this house, even though I'm feeling a certain way. When I do see my wife and my children... Put on a brave face. Uh, yeah, you may have to, and even if it means putting it on for a couple of hours, putting on a mask, so to speak, mm-hmm. for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. then when your child has gone to bed, then you can then talk with your partner and say, look, I've been putting on a brave mask for the last couple of hours. This is how I really feel. Do you mind? That, that awareness would then obviously help. No, I can't. I can disagree with anything you said there. I was actually going to. I was not counter, but I was going to respond to that. But you pretty much said. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on just to mention that if some if this continues, where you've got parents like like this raising children like this, who obviously are dropping off school, having criminal records, it there's a dispute that it could it could lead to the extinction extinction of empathy. But I don't know how that link is. Cool. No um, okay, trauma and emotional learning, which is on an emotional relearning, should I say, which is on page third, sorry, which is part 13, page 200. Um, so going through this chapter on 17th of February 1989, Patrick Purdy stood at the edge of Cleveland Elementary School and fired indiscriminately at hundreds of school children playing for a total of seven. A hundred school children that were playing for a total of seven minutes before turning the gun on himself and killing himself. When the police arrived, they discovered five children dying and 29 wounded. Mm. The, emotionally, the emotional impact on these children left some worries every time left on these children, left them worried every time they heard an ambulance van, a loud noise, and some even asked their parents for guns to play a game some kids at school played which related to the shooting. Kids had bad dreams and some would even try and sleep with their eyes open. These are known key symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and become embezzled in the emotional circuitry and memories like um, 
like this, keeping people on edge, on ready to sound, on edge and ready to sound on an alarm at the at the least hint something like this may happen again. Have either of you had any events occur in your life which have almost left you emotionally scarred and almost on edge when it seems as if something similar may occur? So something happened to you out on the roadside or happened to you wherever in a household where you think it's left you on edge to the extent where you think something similar is going to happen and you just like jump up or you're worried or... You know what? Yeah. I haven't got... I can't, you know, it's funny. Um, it's probably poor timing. More often, more often than not, more often not. I can't think of one particular thing. I can think of one for you. Okay, I'm glad you said I can think of an example where something happened. I just want to know... Oh, sorry. Actually, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm happy to touch on that just a moment. There are so many things I think about sometimes and I think to myself, um, I almost forgot the question when you mentioned that. Um, you always forget the question. No, 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 never listening. Nah, no, you know, I listening. Um, <laughs> no, so repeat the question, do apologise. Of course. Have either of you had any events occur in your life which have almost left you emotionally scarred and on edge when it seems as if something similar may occur to that event? I personally, I can't think of any example. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that there isn't, but I can't recall anything that would make me trigger or think, oh shit, this reminds me of this situation. Yeah, um, Yeah. nothing traumatic. Uh, I haven't been in any school shootings. Yeah. So, it's, as I said, I think maybe even the last example I've, see, I've, I've seen, seen man get poked up and that. I can't think of anything. It's like, oh shit! This, it, I just, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, personally, I can't. Pop P. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to go with this actually. Um, traumatic and make me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have. I mean, ah, oh, it's amazing. Right, this weekend, obviously, my grandma has gone back to Ghana. Gone. I was just gonna say maybe. I'll, I'll, what I would put to that is. Um, Police sirens. When I when I hear police sirens, or I see flashing lights behind, mm-hmm. or yeah, even yeah, I I naturally like my adrenaline goes up for one reason or another, or my my heart will skip a beat or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, oh shit! Like. Oh, so you thinking of triggers? So are we thinking of triggers? Or? Yeah, triggers. Yeah. So but something think... might have happened to you, and then in the past, and then you might be in a scenario where something triggers that emotion to come back. Does that make sense? Or that that kind of, uh, yeah. You've had, you've been emotionally scarred by something that's happened to you and something happens which triggers that and you're like, sh- you get worried because actually it brings it all back. Yeah, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say, yeah. I don't think I'd get worried anymore. I think I've gone past any any sense of worrying as such. And No, I still get it with the police though. Yeah? Mm. Um, yeah, so I think I've gone past any real sense of worry. But I think, again, with the police and relating it to the police, I think every time I do see situations with the police and there are say young yous, I actually think of actually there's your side, there's their side, and actually what happened, and I think of the causes and the effects. So um, over the past three four years, I've had very close family pass away unfortunately. Um, I think of at least two, like really, 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 really close, and then obviously my grandmother's gone back to Ghana for good for good. Only yesterday, was it? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. To the point I think about, actually, these individuals who have been affected by it may potentially not see these people again. And this is by the cause and effect of something which, I'm going to use for lack of a better word, dare I say was manufactured or for something that was fabricated um, for your benefit rather than the actual truth. 
if that makes any sense. So I would say, I mean, there are, I do have triggers, you know. So yeah, I do have triggers. So every time I see, yeah. So when I when I see when I see things taking place and um, unfolding, I like to know what actually really did happen. If that Remember makes when sense. we went to the, the podcast festival yep. and we see that you get nicked outside? Yes, I, I was, that's actually what was crossing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to him and such. Mm. Um, if I don't want to say if it was difficult to believe his set of circumstances, I don't know why I'm saying that, but mm. um, you do you never know with a story. So now I sometimes re- you hear or read stories and I ask myself what actually happened, All right? Because I've seen I've seen a different side to the story, mm-hmm. or I know a different side to the story, which makes things. Someone told me something about it. Sorry, I'll just interrupt. Oh, someone told me about um, a shooting of their of their their family as such, and what they went on to say was, because it was Andrew. We live in London, one of the biggest cities in the world. You think the police cannot be in, in a city where actually, in comparison to other cities around the world, where not a violent, not a lot of killings generally take place. You think the police can be seen not to be taking action in regards to a shooting? They've got to take action. Someone, someone is going down. Someone that is well, very vague. No, no, but. I'm just blanketing what he said. All yeah. right, he said someone is going, someone is going down. The police have got to be seen to acting. Yeah, the point. Yeah, So the point I was actually making was, I know what you're going to say. The point I was making is, everyone's collateral damage. All right, it doesn't matter who's going down, whether you did it or not. And the point I'm making is, for where I'm leading to is, whenever I do this, do see the police who are supposed to be our um, protectors. Yeah, protectors and supposed to be the guiding light in regards to, dare I say, not society, but the law. Yes. Yeah. Upholding the law. Yeah, yeah. Do they generally uphold the law? I don't want to go in another direction, but that is what I see when I see the police. Or when I see politics and stuff like that, because we've seen all sorts of stuff. Even before we even came in here, I don't want to go too deep. We literally last 10 seconds. But literally last 10 seconds. You've got the whole scandal over who invested the £9 million in regards to the, the Russia thing. You've got the, the politician who they're investigating. This guy, the business, the businesses they're investigating, they say they wouldn't have sold for two bob. So where's he got nine million from? Okay, I understand that. Anyway, so does that make you feel on edge? It will does make you feel on edge because if you've got upholding people. What's happened? Okay, sorry, I don't know. What I was getting at <laughs> is just because I remember, and this is occurred to you when you were travelling. Okay, cool. Maybe that's one of two different things. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where, um, you can explain it if you want. Yeah, I can. But, that's not a problem. Yeah. You can. But yeah, where essentially you're on a night bus from one country to another, you yeah. cross the border and you got stopped by the local like the police yeah. in that particular country and they essentially proceeded to 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 pretty much rob you. Yeah, so so, so have, since then you've been travelling, have you come across a, 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 like an episode where you've you thought it's been a similar scenario, maybe you're on a night bus, you're on a you're going across the border, you're going somewhere where there's some kind of government control or government security and you thought and you, has it sparked back that thing where I might get robbed here? And has anything invoked in you to make you worried? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was in um, Nicaragua when I think, um, I forget which city I was in, um, where I think there was someone maybe trying to take the piss or such. Um, and when you take the piss, maybe cheeky and stuff in, in relation to race and stuff like that. And I think there was a police officer like pretty much sitting down and I thought to myself, interesting to see where this goes. I mean, because if he's allowing him to talk to me like that, I've got. I'm not saying I've got more money than you, but if I'm, yeah, let's be very honest. I've got more money than both of these characters. All right. Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable with him being disrespectful and racial, um, where could this go? Mind you, I was near to being home anyway, and he may have recognised me from actually just being from that hostel over there, so nothing would have happened. Mm-hmm. But if that was a comfortable scenario for both individuals, then I'm. Then who am I? 
truth mm. be told. Um, but yeah, there was plenty, uh, plenty of examples when I was away for the second time where I and thought to myself, you kept and used, yeah, and essentially for yeah, for me it was all safety in numbers. You ain't touching me around like these right, other individuals. Okay, cool. I think yeah, the reason I raised that question was because the the book goes on to mention. Sorry, guys. Yeah, the book goes on to give an example where there was a man who was once struck on the back of his head randomly without seeing his attacker. After that, he would always then walk in front of someone who he believed wasn't capable of doing this, i.e. an old lady. Or... or and there's another example where a woman who was mugged at knife point in a lift was fed for being in any enclosed spaces. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, yeah. Uh, this leads on to horror being frozen in memory which Dr. Dennis Charney stated, victims of devastating trauma may never be the same biologically. So it changes change a part of their brain. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Right, emotional relearning. Over time, fear of things can subside. Example, if you were bitten by a dog as a child, for a while you'd be scared of dogs. However, if you then moved house next to someone with a dog who was friendly, over time that fear would subside. With PTSD... It's a post-traumatic stress disorder. I was bit. I was bit by a dog. I was bitten as well. I'm not scared of dogs. Neither am I. Maybe over time. Possibly, but I never moved. Actually, no. I lived. Why was you bit by a dog? Man? Did Why you, did you do something? Nah, my mate set the dog on us. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with guys. Bro, it was. Bro, it was. done, bro. He had a Wattweiler, hmm. and I think it must have been about three or four of us, and the dogs fucking nutty, and um, yeah, we must have been about. 10, like 9, 10, yeah, about 9 or 10. I just remember it being in YC. Mm. And yeah, he set the dog on us, and all of us ducked, and the dog got me. Bit my leg. Um, they were trying to attack me off. He's bit my leg, he's kicking it, kicking it, he's bit my leg, and he's pulled him off, and he's like, oh, don't tell the people. I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. But yeah, I, I took it and just got on with it, really. I remember I got bitten by a dog once, and I wasn't. Yeah, afterwards I wasn't scared and I think the reason was it was actually my fault. Mm. So I've gone to knock for my mate. This was in, when I lived in Hamlet actually. I've gone to knock for my mate and long story short, his little sister's answered the door. I've only, I was only about nine at the time and his little sister's answered the door. But she's answered the door and she's barefooted and as she's gone to call um, hold, hold, no, hold her brother, I've stepped forward and I've actually stepped on her foot. Yeah. So she screamed. So the, yeah. all the dogs heard his hair scream. Yeah. So the dogs just come running and jumped at me. Yeah. Do you know? The dog actually got put down because of me. And it, no way. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even the dog's fault. The dogs obviously just being protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little girl scream and yeah. come and run, jumped at me and then beat me on my leg. Yeah. And I've run. Yeah, yeah, it's it. your fault, man. I know. Um, Have you ever been bitten? No, thankfully. Still, still worried, weary dogs anyway. <laughs> Yeah, with, with post-traumatic stress, stress disorder, this is not the same as spontaneous relearning. Uh, not, this is not the same. As, as spontaneous relearning fails to occur due to the brain changes related to PTSD. However, Dennis Charney states that a part of the brain, namely the prefrontal cortex, can actively surprise another part of the brain, the amyg- amygdala, um, of the, can actually surprise another part of the brain's commands to the rest of the brain to respond with fear. Sorry, I know that probably didn't make sense. You have to just read the book. <laughs> um, re-education of the emotional brain. One way to re-educate the emotional brain is through emotional healing via reliving the trauma safely. 
For example, the child who witnessed the fatal shooting at Cleveland would play a game in the playground centred around the shooting. However, replaying the, tra the trauma with lower anxiety, desensitising the situation and allowing a non-traumatic set of responses to become associated with the event works in the child's favour. Mm. It's similar to the point we were making earlier. So I'm going to ask you guys a question based on this. Having both worked in education, mm -hmm. have you ever come across a child playing a game or murmuring things to themselves in a playground which made you suspicious that they had been sub subjected to an event which had caused emotional disturbance? Possibly at home. Um, do you know what? A lot of the schools that I worked in, we really had a lot... I'd, I would go into the schools and they really had files on these children. Okay. All the young people, so... I'd already, I was already privy or known a lot of situations that they'd been in, so I would have probably been a bit more sensitive or aware of them saying certain things or behaving in a certain way, so it wasn't like, oh, that's brand new, is that? Yeah. That's because of yeah. this, and I'll relate that to that. So, so you've been witness to certain things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so Relating to their post on oh, yeah. bullshit, man. Some horrible when you when you hear about some of the things that some of the youths have been through, then I, I totally get why you're bugging out right now. Mm, yeah, it's totally like, yeah, some of the things that yeah, some of the stories that you hear is heartbreaking. Like it's heartbreaking, and I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe it was again upbringing, and I maybe just going back to what you're saying, saying work is work, and when you come out of work, so I was very much able to separate myself. From you wasn't yeah I was yeah, I was yeah, very yeah. much like when I'm in work I I can read a farm like okay this this child's got these problems issues in their life their behavior it shows them this kind of behavior they display they, dis they display this kind of behavior or language and I can be fully empathetic with them whilst in the school environment but once I'm out I was very much okay that's work that's done I've got my own life to live mm -hmm. but I could definitely going back to the question I've definitely viewed certain behaviours and knowing it is because of a certain traumatic uh, situation that's taken place in the home yeah what about you people 100% you see all over the same thing written all over their faces mm. can't get away from it yeah. Like, yeah. In, like I worked in SEN schools and I worked in mainstream in SEN schools again yeah, very standard. similar to what like French said um, yeah that was standard but I mean you had a, a profile of these kids so you, they say something you know where it's come from it's funny because when I worked in a secondary school, in a mainstream school, I wasn't necessarily given profiles. But I hear, I hear, well, I heard something. I knew that's come from somewhere. So you'd hear, you'd actually hear things like yeah. children's mouths, or you see them yeah. doing yeah, or odd, I think, odd, odd things. Odd. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, things that kids like. I think it got to the point where I don't want to say I was good. I'm, I'm patting my own back, you know, but you I think they knew that I was good. I was good at it to the yeah. point people start telling me. So I will see things. And I think something wrong with him. I'm not wrong with him, but it's hang up. Yeah. And then I'd question it, and then people would tell me, and then you'd see things, and like to the point, there's probably a couple of kids who I don't say were close to me, but because, again, because I had strong links in football, but I don't think I had anything to, to do with football. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I was now able to have conversations with the kids, and if they told me something or they said something which I know they, which maybe under any under normal circumstances they wouldn't tell me, uh, from there I'd have to act on it because I, they, unfortunately you have to act on mm -hmm. it even though you are close to the child. But I, you'd see things. It's actually scary, actually. Because all over the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All there over wasn't, the school. There, there wasn't... And I, yeah, the majority of schools that I did work in was SEN. I worked in a couple of private schools. What's SEN for those that... 
um, special educational needs. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, just closing, like, upon leaving this school, and it had nothing to do with this school in particular, because I worked in behaviour, I got towards the end, I remember thinking, what is going on here? Like, as in, like, it's, like, it's, it's not, not rife, that is... It's it every, feels rife when yeah. you're in that yeah. sector, because I was going from school to school, um, working for agencies and stuff, but it was the same, not to say the same... Uh, behaviours very similar behaviours but in terms of how much you see affected children mm-hmm. like you genuinely see how much they the things that they're saying the way they're talking the way they're man, like their mannerisms and the, the, yeah I, I was just thinking about it now it's just like fuck my like you, almost you're losing a little, you're in a losing battle even you are five. If you know the right people around you, hundred yeah, percent. That's how I felt. I believe there's, there's some, yeah, there's certain, there's certain students that I think of now. Like I think of now. Like I would hate to see now. Mm. Yeah. Like, like what you're gonna be like in 10, 15 years? Fucking. Yeah. I'm thinking this on the top. You probably won't be like how they are then. You, you shouldn't be out on the road. I believe that all that schools know they're losing a battle. Your fact, you're losing a battle. And it's who you can save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that it's who you're gonna save. There's and some children that could be like, you're you're gone, you're lost. Hundred percent. Like there's no hope for you. That's and that's 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 terrible to think. That is one of the last things reason why not why I left because I went travelling, but in fact that got me that pushed me towards travelling actually. I thought I can't save these kids. There's nothing I can do. Nothing. There's no, yeah. no what I can do. It's I funny you, you meet right. some kids and you're like, you're five years old and. You're you, you seem too far gone like it's that but they, I'm talking like then you when you read their profile and see what they've been through it's like oh makes sense see that's incredible because I'm thinking secondary then I've worked in primary now I'm talking about primary yeah, school yeah. Bro. but now I'm thinking primary and I'm thinking I've seen kids like not too long ago actually, yeah not too long ago so I didn't want to say that but not too long ago I was thinking Jesus because I'll tell you like, miracle, like, miracle turn you uh, turn you around mm. because actually there's got to be strong a strong um, intervention, actually very similar, obviously not very similar, like of, of this nature, and not like a lesson, I'm talking about over a long period of time to change your mentality and it is incredible.